0: Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. What's up? It's Major. Today's episode is guest hosted by the poet Jason Schneiderman. Hang tight. And I'll be back on June 12th. I'm Jason Schneiderman, and this is The Slowdown. As a kid, I loved science fiction. I grew up reading short stories by Ray Bradbury and Isaac Asimov and watching Doctor Who and The Twilight Zone. I saw science fiction as a series of thought experiments, a way to talk about the world's problems at an emotional remove. Star Trek addressed race in America in the 1960s so powerfully that when Nichelle Nichols, who was playing science officer Lieutenant Ora, told Martin Luther King Jr. that she wished she could be marching with him, he replied, you are marching. You are reflecting what we are fighting for. He convinced her to stay on the show so that millions of Americans would tune in each week to see a Black woman on the bridge of a utopian and egalitarian future. But lately, it feels like those liberating thought experiments designed to help us toward a better way of being in the world have calcified into something dystopian and cruel. When The Matrix first came out, I understood it as a film about refusing forms of dehumanizing technology in order to embrace a spirit of loving engagement and community. Now the matrix has become shorthand for the inevitability of a dystopian future. And the phrase red pill is code not for critically rethinking our society, but a kind of wholesale embrace of a cruel form of groupthink that masquerades as individuality. At the center of the matrix is the idea that contemporary life is actually a computer simulation. And today's whip-smart poem takes that idea as its starting point. Its observations are delivered in a style that is as trenchant as it is funny, while the speaker's voice remains conversational and charismatic. The speaker looks at the oddly contemporary problem of people who can't tell the difference between life and art. Instead of asking, how can this help us rethink our reality, They ask, what if it were real? Simulation Theory by Lee Stein. Before all the gyms closed, I ran on the treadmill and listened to a podcast about the likelihood we're living in a sophisticated simulation, one among many, our lives a research project Run by our own brilliant descendants to find out how history might have turned on different axes. What if Hitler won, etc.? You already know which what if we're in. It would be dangerous to search for glitches to prove the simulation is real, says Preston Green. Imagine a clinical trial if your subject figured out she's on the placebo. You'd have to kill the trial. We don't want researchers of the future to annihilate our reality, but Preston, what if that's what they're doing already? The longer I live indoors, experiencing the outside world through screens, the more plausible the simulation theory seems. It's somehow easier to imagine a sadist in 2420 pushing a button that says, add plague and see what happens to protest than it is to watch our demagogue hold a Bible like a block of government cheese and admit there's no master plan other than to threaten more violence against the people marching to stop it. I'd like to speak to the manager of this simulation. I'd like someone to tell me how to prepare for what comes next. Go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram at slowdownshow. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey